Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast, your source for tomorrow's talent today. Hear real-life stories of models, actors, and musicians breaking down barriers, launching careers, and sharing their stories of overcoming obstacles and finding real success. They will activate the winner in you by revealing the path with their best tips and advice. everyone my name is Denise White and I'm the host of the Coffee in the Green Room podcast here in Coffee in the Green Room we have those conversations you don't have on stage the best conversations you can have are in the green room and that's what we're doing here today I am so excited to have Gary Cox here with me today hi Gary thank you so much for being here thanks for having me with you this is going to be fun looking forward to it I'm so excited so um Gary for my audience can you just give them the a brief snippet of who you are. <laughs> I am a business and life strategist. Um, I don't want to sound egotistical, but I'm known for doing in an hour what therapists or business consultants can't do in a year. I've been fortunate to be on Dr. Phil's show, The Doctors, for like three years, uh, showing people how to rewire the way they think. And we all know that to, to have more success in life, no matter how we define success, it really stems from how we think. But how do we really change our thought process. How do we do we do it quickly? What does it really mean to have the right mindset? What is mindset? Um, so that that's the kind of a uh, cool stuff that I, I I love doing. That's awesome. I mean, there's so much talk about mindset right now. Like everywhere you go, oh, right. how's your mindset? How's your energy doing? All of this. So, how did you start that work? Well, uh, I have a crazy story. And the story was when I, when I was younger, I was very fortunate, Deneen, to start a business when I was 11. I started my second wow. business at 15. Shortly after that, I was making over $100,000 a year. So that was pretty cool. Uh, got wow. married. My wife and I, we had a baby and life changed very, very quickly. Later on, she tells me that that baby really isn't mine. So okay. that was uh, the beginning of a lot of pain in my life. Yeah. Then in a time frame of all this, my father uh, I mean, my grandfather and stepfather died of cancer. Uh, my uncle literally like 10 miles from here got uh, killed in a plane crash. Oh and then I get a phone call from my mother. To let me know my father had just been shot point blank in his chest and drowned in his own blood. Oh, my goodness. So all this by the time <laughs> I was 21 years old. And then I unfortunately was born and raised in a cult. So when I left the cult. Uh, they are programmed, so-called friends and family are programmed to shun you for life and treat you as if you're dead. So mm-hmm. I had that to deal with. That put me in a mental tailspin, put me $350,000 in debt. I just lost everything. Wow. Uh, so I've been very, very intrigued in with the human mind. I know before I had all these losses, my mind was so clear and clean and I could do anything. And then after that, it's like, man, anything I touched, if it was a little bit of negativity to it, I'd like cave in. Mm-hmm. And I realized there was a difference. And the difference was my experiences and what I attached to those experiences. So I, I became obsessed becoming my own doctor and my own patient, if you will. And mm-hmm. because of that obsession, I was able to figure out, okay, how, how do I get out of this quickly? How do I find the purpose, the why, the this, the that? How do I change my thought process? And then I am obsessed with doing things faster. How can I do this faster? And when I was uh, in the jewelry business, that's what I started doing, making so much money as a teenager. Um, We would fix like gold chains and it would take 10 minutes to fix a gold chain. And I got obsessed with thinking, okay, why can't it be done in eight minutes? What about (laughs) six minutes? What about four minutes with the exact same quality or maybe better? So I came up with that. Then I said, okay, as a pilot, um, I figured out, okay, 
why does it take so long for somebody to learn to fly? Could we do it quicker? So I came up with this process where I could teach somebody who's never flown an airplane. I'd land and take off an airplane on their own in an hour and a half to two hours. So I got attention from Inside Edition on that. And before you know it, I started getting all this media attention. And then I just got into deeper stuff. You know, mm -hmm. somebody who's had a major tragedy, uh, a rape, loss of a loved one, massive divorce, financial battles or whatever. How do we get through that? And that's how this all stemmed. And once I started getting on these TV shows, I started getting more and more and more. And um, that brings me to the programs that I do today. Wow. So tell me a little oh, bit. How you, do you maybe inspired you then depressed you? <laughs> no, no, not. No. You know what the thing is? I think we all have stories. And you, if anyone had the right to be depressed and devastated, it's you all that tragedy in such a concentrated time, but you took yeah, all of that yeah. and you, I don't, and you found a way to not only help yourself, but help so many other people. And like, I talk, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I work with a lot of creatives and so many times instead of sure. trying to heal that hurt, what yeah. they do is they, they pull it out every once in a while as like a token. Hey, look, this is what I've gone through. Instead of healing it, they use yeah, it as a token. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of actors will use right. that pain. A badge of honor. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's a badge of honor. And then a lot of actors will just keep poking the pain whenever they need to conjure up some kind of emotion. But healing the emotion right. actually makes you stronger because I, something I learned a long time ago is like if you break a bone, the, the part where it's been healed is actually stronger than the rest of the bone. And that yeah. sounds like that's yeah. something that you're helping people accomplish, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and it's, it's hard when we go through this crap to go through it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a song which is not quite accurate. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but that's only, only if you allow it, because yeah. what doesn't kill you can make you an alcoholic or get you to commit suicide. Yes. But if you allow it, so that's, that, that's an attitude. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, no matter how you feel positive or negative, if you're high as a kite about something excited, that's an attitude that can change. Yeah. If you're yep. discouraged and, you know, you don't feel like moving forward, that's an attitude as well. There's, there's always two sides to a coin, two sides to a piece of bread, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a choice. And I think so many times people don't realize that it's a choice because that's not something we're taught very much. We're not taught that your emotions right, right. are a choice. Like growing up, I, I'm, yeah. I'm very emotional and I'm I've been doing a lot of mindset work and like really healing a lot of hurts from the past. So like uh -huh. for me, learning how to harness my emotions and use them for my good has been something that has been very right. helpful. So it's, it's, it's amazing sure. the work that you're doing. So tell me a little bit more about like the, you, I know you have a lot of different programs and also how do you work with people? Like how do, like, tell me if you can, I'm not asking you for proprietary information, but like, how do you walk someone uh, through that I, process? Just like a brief over. And I know it's a very complex question. No, no, no it, it is. It is a good question though, but I'll try to uncomplex it a little bit. So let's say um, like when I would do these TV shows for Dr. Phil show, the doctors, they, they, the producer would call me up. And they'd say, okay, here's a, here's a specific case that we have. Or, or um, somebody would talk to me and say, look, we've got somebody who's got this business and they can't move forward because of this or that. So one particular case that stands in mind was uh, a lady who was in her 30s, married, and her husband in his 30s had a heart attack and died. So what I do then is I first do an assessment. I need to find out where you're at. 
So my assessment typically involves a phone call with somebody on my team or sometimes myself. And I'm in that assessment, I'm looking for beliefs, thought processes, patterns, and I find out, is that something that I can work with? Is there one specific theme that I'm finding that just totally blocks them? This particular girl I had in mind that I was sharing with you, her story, her, her thing was um, she she could not take her ring off her finger because by taking her ring off her finger, it represented to her that I don't love him anymore. And she has this belief that the more you love, the more you hurt. So Ooh. that is a misassociation. Mm -hmm. So now if she believes the more you love, the more you hurt, I want to prove to him that I love him. So to do that, I must hurt more. Now that's a dangerous belief, which is a belief that many people would have. I mean, if, if you didn't have something like that, you'd just be able to move on that quickly. And yeah. life doesn't work quite that way. Yeah. So the goal was, is figure out what was the thought processes that kept that ring on. That was the belief. The belief was if I take this off, it's a sign in her mind that I love him less. Yeah. Why would I take it off? So she kept it on. And also to show that I love him, I hurt more. Mm -hmm. So then that caused her to gain 60 pounds. So my goal was when I met her for the show, my goal, she hadn't had she it's been I think if she was in therapy, I'm guessing I'm maybe a year and a half. So that ring has been on a year and a half. She's gained 60 pounds. So my goal and she's been in therapy. No one's helped her. My goal is in one session before the show. I want that ring off her finger. Wow. And in one session, the ring was off her finger and she showed that on the show. So wow. change. I think we cheat ourselves thinking that change can happen quickly. I mean, to give you an illustration, let's say, and you know, I've invited you guys to, to, to fly in the helicopter yeah. with me. And so let's say that, that you have a helicopter. We're going to do a one mile race and I have a bicycle. Yeah. Who's going to win? I'm You're going to win, right? So, all right. So I catch up to you and I say, okay, you give me the helicopter. Let's go 10 miles. But this time you've got the jet. And now we're going to go, let's say, let's go further. We're going to go hundred miles. Who's going to win? You're going to win. What's yeah. the point? There's always a faster, smarter way to do things. And especially for entrepreneurs, there are smarter ways to condense a, a year salary in one event or one day. Mm -hmm. And I'm always obsessed to figure out what's the smarter way, the smarter way, the smarter way. And no matter how well I'm doing, I'm always trying to figure out, is there still yet a smarter way? And when we have that kind of mentality, it, it just adds a little bit more fun in what we're doing. Sometimes it can be a little frustrating because when you figure out the smarter way, you go, gosh, why didn't I figure this out earlier? Yeah. But that's that's part of the journey. Yeah. And one of our um, mentors talks about that too, Myron Golden. He talks about like, get rich quick. Well, why wouldn't you want to get rich quick? Why would you want to get rich slowly? So it's kind of the same mentality. Like we, we like to say to people, you cut a check for speed. So it sounds like yes. you're helping people like cut mental checks for speed. Like you're accelerating their. Oh, results. absolutely. <laughs> and, and when you, when you value what you offer, you know, people say, well, Gary, why, why do you spend, you know, whatever, three, four, whatever thousands of dollars on a jet and you spend all this time in, you know, doing whatever you're doing and flying around. It's a lot quicker. You know, yeah, people exactly. often say, well, I, in fact, I, I just, we, we just, we're just setting up a lease for a jet right now. And the owner, the owner of the jet says, you know, I was just telling you, we're going to go to, to Vegas. Yeah. And the owner says, well, why would you spend all this money? It's like, it's, it's a lot of money. It's tens of thousands. Yeah. And I, I said to him, because this is what we do. Our time is very valuable. Yeah. I mean, so 
you want to get to the point and let, let's say somebody listening to this, well, Gary, I don't have, you know, $10,000 or $3,000 to spend an hour on a jet. What do I do? I still want people to get into this mentality that yeah. their time is so valuable. Yeah. So here's a simple example that doesn't cost a lot of money. Let's say there's an entrepreneur that uh, on a regular basis, they take their kids to school or they have a specific errand or they drive to the airport to go commercially. Yeah. Take the money that you have and have Uber drive you there when you when you normally don't use Uber. So don't yeah. say, well, I do that all that. No, when you normally don't use Uber, get a little uncomfortable with a new process and or or pay Uber to take you and the kids to school <laughs> and you'll see how much attention you give your kids yeah. because you can't think clearly a hundred percent when you're driving you can't do it there's there's yeah, a reason why people it, right so yeah. i mean just little there's little things that you can do now to create these patterns you don't have to be a billionaire to do the things that billionaires do yeah. you'll just do them in a lot smaller portions yeah yeah when you get used to paying people for for people like there are people in the world who get paid for their time and there are people who get paid for their creativity. And if you're an entrepreneur, you should sure. definitely be paying people to clean your house, to do like all of these things because your time is best 100%. spent doing things that are more important to not, not yep, you yep. Know, more important to move things forward. Sure, sure. And and the thing is, is most, most entrepreneurs, you know, when we start business, we typically have a lot more time than we do capital. So yeah. what happens is many times we do everything on our own. Mm -hmm. And here's another, not to switch gears on you, if you don't mind, but here's what happens is often because we have more time than capital, we do so much on our own to build things up till we can get to the point where we can hire more people. Then yeah. we buy into this belief. If you want it done right, do it your self. And that's yeah. the worst belief you can buy into as an entrepreneur because you'll never grow doing everything by yourself. So you yeah. now have programmed yourself to do everything yourself. And now you have a hard time letting go because you're afraid they're going to make a mistake. Well, hey, comes the yeah. real reality of it. They're going to make a mistake. If you can't learn to believe that people are going to make mistakes when you let them go, then you're going to stay doing everything on your own. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So let's switch gears just for a second because I am in yeah, the yeah, entertainment yeah. industry as well as working with entrepreneurs. What was it right. like being on, working with Dr. Phil and being on the doctors? Like that's kind of like a big fangirl kind of thing for me. Like I, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> well, um, I was, you know, well, it was a great run for me. Um, we had to convince the producers that I could do what I could do, which was kind of unusual for me because it was all on TV on other shows. So the producers would challenge me. I said, okay, fine. I went out there. They they brought um, Dr. Jen, who is the um, head um, correspondent for NBC News, doctor head co uh, correspondent. And I reprogrammed her like, really? I mean, there's no hypnosis in this. And the moment they saw that, they actually offered me a contract to get my own show. It's called a holding agreement. So that was cool. And I, I love doing live TV. It's so much fun. There's the excitement of, you know, uh, ready action take and the whole fun and the cameras and all the sizzle and the, 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 the energy love, love doing live TV. But yeah, you meet a lot of people, um, a, a great industry. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So something I like to ask people on the podcast is this, what is something, what are your, what are you most proud of? My most proud of is not committing suicide over that cult, seriously, and, and moving on and getting to turn it around. Yeah, that's awesome. By far. That was a that was a that's a major, 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 major challenge. That's getting through that is 
like my wife telling me my baby's not mine and my father being murdered is a cakewalk. And I hate to say that, but it's a cakewalk compared to what it would take or have taken me to get out and recover emotionally from that nonsense. Yeah, it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty challenging. I can understand that. I went through a, not exactly the same situation, but I went through a very similar situation and it literally like it almost took me out as well. Like I remember I went through yeah. the dark night of the soul for like months and like, I didn't get out of yeah. bed for like a week. And then I was like, no, you know what? This is no. And I didn't have the rapid recovery that you did, but I definitely, that's not, I think a lot of people can understand that. I think there are oh, more yeah. people yeah, out there that can understand yeah. them can't hundred percent because we all have pain it's it may be a different pain yeah. but pain is pain is pain you know whether yeah. whether my pain is caused from my father being murdered or your pain's caused from a divorce or a loss mm -hmm. of a job or whatever pain is pain is pain yeah no yep. question awesome all right so another question i like to ask on the podcast and this is like one of my favorite things because i have a really strong why so yeah what is the legacy you want to leave like it, after you pass away what do you want people to say about Gary Cox? Well, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd keep it relatively simple is just don't give up. It's so easy to want to give up. I mean, I know it sounds so simple and so forth, but I mean, how many people listening to this have ever thought about giving up? Who hasn't, right? And, it, yeah. and it's so easy to do. And, um, you know, I, I think because of that, people don't put enough time and energy in managing their emotional health. Yeah. And I think that is so important important for us to do. There's things that I do on a regular basis to manage my emotional health. And if yeah. you don't, then you don't have the tools to, to fight off or ward off the, the junk that comes at us. Yeah, that's true. So what if someone is thinking of giving up? What is one thing that you do when you're, when you're like, okay, I'm done, but nope, I can't be done. I have to keep going. What, like, what is one thing that you would recommend people start doing? Well, that that's a, a loaded question because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll get 10 people asking me the same question. I'll answer them differently based on the person's value and belief system. Yeah. So for example, um, one of the things that put people in that type of mentality is they may not, or they may be isolating themselves from a good core, close group of people. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important. Yeah. So when I left the cult, I lost that core of people. And that was the danger zone that I was in. So now all my life, I've had all these so-called friends and family and like literally with a decision, one decision, it's gone. Yeah. So one of my goals, and, and, and I share this because it does not happen overnight. You just don't find a friend and say, look, I've just met you. You're in my core loop and you're going to be here forever. You just don't do that. You need yeah. to have boundaries. Yeah. So you need to have litmus tests. I have litmus tests as to yeah. who I want in my close camp. And I think we all do. Right. Yeah. So that was my, that was literally the number one goal I had is okay. I need a new group of friends. So as I would go out and I would meet people, um, I'm looking for that. You know, I don't go up and say, Hey, I'm looking for close friends. I'm just looking and eyeballing certain people that I want in my camp. And that doesn't happen overnight. That can literally take years to do. Yeah. Uh, so that is very, very important. So if you don't have that now, when's the best time to plant a 20 year old tree, right? 20 yeah. years ago, when's the next best time right now? All right. So with that being said, I encourage you, if you don't feel that you have a tight camp or loop of people, and some of them that you do have are toxic, 
it's time to get rid of them because what's going to happen is long-term relationships are people who encourage you, not discourage you or encourage you to do things against your value and belief system like drugs or smoking or you know illicit behavior and so forth. I, so I know right away who my true friends are when, you know, if I'm hanging around and I say, you know, I, I really, um, you know, this, this is not part of my diet. Oh, come on, Gary, break your diet. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking yeah. for somebody to say, you know, kudos for you for, for being as healthy as you are and having that discipline. That's what I'm looking for. That's yeah. the, the long-term part of the litmus test yeah. that I'm looking for. So, you know, th those are things that are really, really important. And I think a lot of people don't make that maybe a priority as they should. Very good point. Because I think especially in a social media, social media world, oh. people are looking for likes, they're looking for hearts, they're looking for all these things. It's and so many times people think that their friends on social media are their friends. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're just people that click, put a heart on what you're doing. So I think that's I really think important. I, like yeah, developing those yeah, relationships I, I think social media is probably one of the most destructive things that we have on this planet right now, because when you're too young to, to, to understand what self-image is about and you 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 look at the world and perceive the world that's the way it really is yeah. um it, it puts you in a very insular emotional or a mental position not yeah. good i mean i mean if, if it does it for adults and we're willing to admit that imagine what it does to an impressionable eight-year-old right i just thank god every day that i grew up in a world pre-social media because i can't imagine right you, the you know the that difference these kids yeah. are feeling right now even adults yeah, feel I mean, the pressure. I can't imagine. I remember as kids, all kids throw baseballs and footballs and hopscotch outside. There are no, I live in a gated community. There are no kids in the street. I never yeah. see once in a while. I'll see a kid on a street on a, a little electric bicycle type of thing or scooter. <laughs> That's it. There, there's no such thing as let's play ball. And yeah, we um we spent half our time in Pennsylvania, half our time in Florida. And at our house in Pennsylvania, there are two kids that hang out outside all the time. And we think, okay, their parents are old school, but we're like, yeah. also, why aren't they playing Fortnite? Like, why aren't they playing Roblox? Like, why are right? why are they out? Like, what's wrong? And it's yeah. so weird because we used to my mom would send me out of the house. You come home when the lights are on, when the street lights come on, and the kids don't yeah. don't but the thing is, too, is that they're also missing those relationships that were built. Like the kids that I used to play kickball with in my street before the streetlights came on, like I'm still friends with them 40, almost 50 years wow. later. Wow. That's yeah, so, awesome. Yep. How cool is that? Yeah, it is. That's the way it should be. Yep. Awesome. All right, Gary, I know your time is limited. So let me just ask you one more question. We're um, good. We're where, good. Can, where can people find you? Like if people want to like find you to work with you or something like that, where would they find you? They can find me at 40,000 feet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, for, 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 especially for the entrepreneurs that want to really, you know, play the game a lot faster. Um, we've got a new program coming out. It's, uh, in fact, we just created the, the link on it. It's Profitable Business Pilot Plan, ProfitablebusinessPilotPlan.com. And I show people how to create their business plan to make it profitable very quickly and the processes needed and involved in doing that. And of course, they can go to my website, Gary Cox with the E. I'm on all social media, Gary Cox, G-A-R-Y-C-O-X-E.com. Awesome. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And I would love to do this again sometime. I'm game. You say when. I, oh. I appreciate your time as Thank well. You.
Thank you so much, Gary. All right. So if you're watching this episode, this is what I want you to do. I want you to click subscribe on the Coffee in the Green Room podcast so that you can follow us along. I have amazing entrepreneurs like Gary, and I have a quite a, an amazing lineup as well coming up. So make sure you hit subscribe on Coffee in the Green Room podcast.com and we will see you on our next podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast for free resources and to learn more about how to become a model, actor, or musician, please head over to ammsociety.com. And if you love this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you.